Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. This is People Every Day. Coming up, reporting back from the star-studded Emmy Awards last night and digging into the fan-fueled controversy surrounding the show's biggest awards. Plus, Princess Beatrice's baby is here and troubling new developments in the disappearance of Gabby Petito. It's September 20th. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to People Every Day. I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein, and it is Monday. Look, I'm going to try not to yawn, you guys, <laughs> and forgive me if I do, but I had a pretty eventful, jam-packed Emmy Awards weekend that I'm still recovering from, but I'll get into all of that later. Right now, let's talk through some other big news out of the weekend. For starters, Princess Beatrice is a mom. Buckingham Palace shared the announcement today that she and husband, Eduardo Mapelimo, welcome their first child together on September 18th, a daughter who now makes Motsi's son from a previous relationship, Christopher Wolfe, a big brother. The baby also makes Queen Elizabeth a great-grandmother 12 times over. Moving on to news out of the HGTV world, Christina on the co-star, Christina Hawk, is engaged again. So she had been posting from her romantic Los Cabos, Mexico vacation with boyfriend Josh Hall, and fans spotted that she posted a selfie with a diamond ring on her left hand. She then deleted that photo and reposted it with a heart emoji over the finger that the ring was on. And she wasn't saying much about it, but today she gave the people what they wanted and confirmed that she and Hall plan to tie the knot, sharing new images with the ring in full view. Uh, Now on to some possibly sad news. There are major updates in the case of the disappearance of Gabby Petito, who went missing in Utah while on a road trip with her fiancé, Brian Laundrie. We talked all about this on Friday, but more disturbing details and developments came over the weekend. And Greg Hamlin from People's Crime Team is here now to take us through what's happened. Officials searching for the Long Island woman discovered a body in Grand Teton National Park. They say is, quote, consistent with the description of Gabby, who vanished last month on a cross-country road trip with her fiancé. Officials haven't confirmed the remains are Gabby's and no cause of death has been announced. But FBI agent Charles Jones said on Sunday that the Bureau, quote, would like to extend sincere and heartfelt condolences to Gabby's family. Police have said they believe Gabby was in Grand Teton when she last made contact with her family on August 24th. Meanwhile, Gabby's fiance, Brian Laundrie, is still missing. Last Wednesday, Laundrie was named a person of interest in the case, and authorities have said he has refused to discuss Gabby's disappearance. Then, last Friday, it was announced that Laundrie is missing. Over the weekend, a woman claimed in a series of TikTok videos that she had picked up Laundrie while he was hitchhiking. According to the woman, Laundrie asked for a ride to Jackson, Wyoming, and said he'd been camping without his fiance for multiple days. The woman on TikTok also said that when they told Laundrie that they were driving to Jackson Hole, he, quote, freaked out and then asked him to pull over, after which he exited their vehicle. Another intriguing claim in the video. The woman said Laundrie's appearance was not dirty, 
She said it didn't look like he'd been camping for days like he'd claimed. Such a scary story. We will keep you posted on what's next in Gabby's case. Well, all right, on to something much, much lighter. It is time now to talk about one of the reasons I am so, so tired. Last night, I co-hosted People and Entertainment Weekly's Red Carpet Livestream with People, the TV show's Jeremy Parsons. It was amazing to be able to safely return to a major award show. The lights, the fashion, the celebrities. It was a true Hollywood moment. So many people are talking about the show, though, and all angles of it. So it's time to dig in and unpack all the details for you. Speaking of Jeremy Parsons, he's here to break it all down with me, as well as People's Senior TV Editor, Brianne Heldman. Hi, guys. Hey, Hi, hey. Janine. Well, Jeremy, I'm going to start with you. How are you doing today? Have you recovered? I'm tired. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all, these award shows, are, they're always, it's it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of excitement. And then the crash is real right after. And uh, But yeah, no, it, it was a really fun night though, Janine. And I, I can't wait to, um, I'm sure at some point you'll tell everyone about your uh, failed checkers joke with the cast of Queen's It did Gambit. not Fail. You just made it seem like I failed because you didn't get the joke. Oh my gosh. We'll get into that. <laughs> so get, we'll get into it now. I guess. Jeremy, let's talk about what it was like to be there. What was that whole red carpet situation like in this new era that we're living in? Yeah, it, it was. Um, it definitely was. There was an energy to it. You could tell that the nominees were very excited to be there. I think everyone just had kind of a, a feeling of, okay, this is, you know, it's feeling like we're kind of getting back to normal. And we heard that over and over again, that, that there was just something really special about being outside at that carpet and, and doing it. But, um, you know, there, there's just a lot of anticipation, I, I think, for a lot of these shows. A lot of these nominees have had a huge run during COVID. So it was it was kind of exciting to see just so many fan favorites. I think that's what was unique about this year, that, that the the focus from the audience was so incredible because of the binging through COVID. Well, okay, Brianne, you gave us some predictions on Friday. You were right on the money for some of them. Ted Lasso, huge wins, and The Crown. So give us a rundown of some of the biggest winners. I have to pat myself on the back for a moment here because honestly, I did you guys really right. The two places where I did you wrong was I said Billy Porter was going to best Josh O'Connor for best mm-hmm, actor right. in a drama. And I gave you the wrong crown winner for best actress in a drama. But where I did you so, <laughs> so right was I predicted that Queen's Gambit and Mayor of Easttown were going to split and that Queen's Gambit would win for best limited series and Kate Winslet would win for Mayor of Easttown. And I friggin' nailed it. Yes, he did. He did. Yes, Good he job. did. And Kate Winslet's <laughs> speech. Oh my goodness, the hubby. And my husband, Ned, who I get to hold hands with for the rest of my life. Yes, I am the winner. I loved it. And she was one of the few who, you know, was able to bring a day, like because of all the COVID protocols and everything, you saw a lot of, you know, people just having like a solo night out. So it was so sweet. Yeah, with their publicists. Yeah, with their publicists. Everyone's like, yeah, that's my day. Something I feel like you guys will really appreciate is the Ted Lasso cast. A lot of them opted against bringing their significant others as plus ones and instead brought the writers that couldn't. Yes, yes. We saw that with the SNL cast as well. They brought a lot of the writers and behind the scenes folks, which was so great. Well, and uh, we and we saw that Ted Lasso, Lasso cast come back after they won. They were mm-hmm. also very incredibly excited. Hannah Waddingham had such a great night. And then even when she was back there with us uh, in the winners area, when we were talking about where she's, Janine, you asked her where she's going to put that Emmy. 
And she had this great story about she's going to put it in her little girl's bedroom because she said she feels a lot of mom guilt because she works all the time and she wants her little girl to know that mommy's working hard and it's paying off and that kind of thing. Yeah, and and she's a single mom too. So she's like, just wants to give her that that encouragement and, you know, you can do this and follow your dreams. It was such a great moment. It was so good. Really great. Well, last night's show also came with some controversy. Hashtag Emmy's so white. We've heard this before from hashtag Oscar's so white. It became a trending hashtag on Twitter when no actors of color won any of the 12 acting awards. The Crown is an incredible show, but I got to say, it was tough to keep hearing The Crown keep winning over and over again when there's just been so much groundbreaking, kind of earth-shaking TV that's been made from just such a diverse group of artists. So, there were a lot of actors of color who were up for acting awards. Billy Porter, Michaela J. Rodriguez, uh, Sterling K. Brown, Cynthia Erivo, Michaela Cole, the late Michael K. Williams, Bowen Yang, Rosie Perez, and more. We talked to a bunch of these folks last night, and not one of them walked away with a win in that category. So, Brianne, catch us up to speed on what people are saying about this. You know, people are rightfully so disappointed. I mean, 12 out of 12 white winners is kind of disgusting, especially when you have such an amazing field, when mm-hmm. there is such a greater diversity of content and improved such an improved diversity in the nominations. But it's not enough to just have the nominations. This amazing work deserves to be honored. You know, a lot of people have commented on Twitter. Preston Mitchum, the director of advocacy and government affairs for the Trevor Project, tweeted, so we're back to and always will be hashtag mm. Emmys so white. It's just really sad and it's so frustrating. It is interesting though, like it's not all bad news on that front. Three of the four acting categories from the Creative Arts Emmys did go to people of color. Michaela Cole's win for Outstanding Writing for a limited series or anthology series was the first time a black woman had won that category. Well, those are those highlights and we don't we definitely don't want to take away from those awesome moments for those people. But yeah, just the numbers are not adding up when you look at everything that's been done and created this year. So let's just give people a little bit of background because we can on what goes into this and how the Academy might even be able to implement some change to where you're not getting the situation and you do see a more diverse winner's pool. One of the things we saw happen with the Academy for the Oscars is they expanded their voting base. And, and so perhaps we might end up seeing something like that moving forward with the Television Academy and the Emmys voters. It is always an interesting thing to see what resonates with voters compared to what people are talking about in the general public, you know? Yeah. And sometimes yeah. there's a real mismatch in that. And I yeah. think this is one of those moments where you see that, like a lot of what we talked about yesterday, that Billy Porter nominated again, had already broken some, uh, made some history in the past couple of years at Emmys. And now MJ Rodriguez was going to have a similar moment, uh, Michaela J, uh, to to possibly make history as the first trans performer to, to win in a leading actor category. Um, so so it's, it's like those, yeah. those were the big major talking points for the general sort of public and and people looking on, and it didn't resonate with the voters, I guess. Next up, Brianne and Jeremy helped me break down the controversy surrounding this year's Emmy Awards, and style expert Andrea Laventhal gives us her top red carpet picks. Stick around. 
Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Well, let's talk about uh, Michaela Cole, because she did have a huge moment last night, as Brianne brought up. She got an award for I May Destroy You, and she took home the Outstanding Writing for a Limited or Anthology Series or Movie Emmy. And as as you said, this is kind of groundbreaking. First Black woman to do this, and her acceptance speech was so moving. So let's take a listen to what she said. Write the tale that scares you, that makes you feel uncertain, that isn't comfortable. I dare you. Let's just talk about how big of a deal this is that she got her flowers. I mean, it's huge. It, it it certainly points to just how amazing the pool of limited series was. I believe this was the first time they ever even gave the best limited series as the last award yeah. in the history of the Emmys. That's how deep it was. So it was wonderful to see something that wasn't Mayor of Easttown and wasn't Queen's Gambit, get a win there. And it's huge for Michaela Cole. She wrote, created, directed, produced, starred in this amazing work of art. And please, 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 if you are listening to this, if you have not watched I May Destroy You, get on that. It's it's a game changer. Oh, absolutely. And And well, you guys, we can't do an Emmys recap without talking about Cedric the Entertainer. He was the host last night, and he had some really fun bits in there. Uh, (laughs) The one where they were all sitting around and having, like, a meeting. It looked like in a church basement about not (laughs) having won an Emmy. Hi, I'm Scott. Hi, Scott. Scott Guys, no full names. It was hilarious. That might have been. It was the, amazing. That might have been the, the best, the the most well produced and written script uh, sketch of the night. I also thought, and Janine, we were all dying laughing backstage with this. The the um the sketch with him and all his TV wives. Oh yes. What's up, <laughs> What's up man? Tishina. Oh my god! I just wanted to tell you, you are awesome. I'm really Tishina funny. Arnold. Yeah, that, that was, was great. So I funny loved that. and just so like perfect for the show too. Like he's yeah. done so much work. It was good to see him um, in that element. Okay, but onto the fashion. People's style and beauty director Andrea Laventhal sent us a recap of her favorite moments. The Emmys has a history of bringing us really fun fashion, and last night was no exception. And yes, I'm talking about you, Michaela Cole, who wasn't just a winner on stage, but also on the carpet in that gorgeous Christopher John Rogers design. Then there was Taraji P. Henson in this plunging Elisab. I mean, that plunge was dangerous. I'm wondering how much fashion tape she needed to keep it in place. It was sheer in the skirt. And of course it had pockets, which everybody loves so much. Speaking of fabulous, we have to talk about the guys. Dan Levy in that cobalt blue Valentino couture ensemble, big winner of the night, Jason Sudeikis in the Tom Ford velvet tuxedo. I loved on the carpet. He said, that he was cooking like a hot pocket because it was so hot. And I thought, well, women have been suffering for fashion forever. I'm glad that you're on board with it now, too. Jeremy, Brianne, what stood out to you guys? 
Oh, that's tough. Um, you know, Billy Porter, of course, duh. But I really loved Kenan Thompson in his pink tuxedo. In the pink, yes. I thought it was so handsome. He looked absolutely great. Yeah, there were there were some really good guy moments on the carpet too. But Jeremy, what about you? We we were fan we were fanning out over a few oh, people. There was there were so many. Yeah, first of all, I loved Cedric the Entertainer showed up in a really bright blue uh, blue tux. He kind of you know no like, hat. And no hat, right. No so that was, hat. Sort of stole the show. And then I really loved Chris Sullivan and his wife from Chris Sullivan oh, from This yes. Is Us. Place Toby. From This Is Us. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she had on these geometric shapes and he had on animal print, as did I. So That's we right. had a moment. No, it was great. And, and the way that him and his wife kind of, they sort of coordinated well. It was just, it was standout. And I thought that was interesting. That was TV editor Brianne Heldman, People the TV Show's Jeremy Parsons, and beauty and style director Andrea Laventhal, breaking down last night's Emmy Awards. So for much more coverage on that, head over to People.com. And now, something to make you smile. The beach seems to be a picture-perfect setting for all things romance, especially, you know, dreamy sunset videos and photo shoots. But a couple in Australia learned the hard way. So while at Dampier Beach in Western Australia, Jay Spicer and girlfriend Makita Donovan wanted to capture a sweet moment with the sunset as their backdrop. As they set the camera in place on the sand and got in position, this happened. <laughs> That's right. Those pesky beach-trodden seagulls swooped down and photobombed them in the worst way. The couple had no idea what really happened until they rolled the footage back. And y- you guys have to see the video on our website because it looks like one of the seagulls is biting the guy's head. Moral of the story... There's no moral of the story. Just treat yourself and watch the video. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow. 